Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. This is going to be a fun one as we are now in spooky season, my favorite time of the year. Today, we are going to talk about the paranormal. The term paranormal comes from two words, para and normal. <clears throat> it is understood that the definition of paranormal is that the scientific explanation of the world around us is normal and anything above, beyond, or contrary is para. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word paranormal? Ghost, right? But it also relates to clairvoyance, telekinesis, and pretty much anything out of what they consider the norm. But for the sake of this episode, we're going to talk about ghosts. What are ghosts? Ghosts are spirits of those who have passed and they linger in this realm, usually for the case of unfinished business. Some people believe in ghosts, some don't, and others just don't want to know. Have you ever heard unexplained noises in the night? Have you ever thought of a loved one who has passed and felt shivers? There was one time that the memory of my grandfather popped up and then I felt as if someone was stroking the back of my hair. I didn't get spooked at all by it. In fact, I felt quite comforted just knowing that he was visiting me from the beyond. It brought a smile to my face. I don't even know why I thought of him suddenly. He had died long before that encounter. I must have felt his presence. They say children and animals have a strong connection with the other world. There was one time... When my niece Samantha was real young, when she was in the kitchen talking to my brother and sister-in-law, her parents, and she looked beyond them and asked who the lady was. Of course, they looked and didn't see anyone, but I think she pretty much described my grandmother. She was probably visiting my brother. My mom has often felt her presence as well. <clears throat> Quite a few years ago, I got into paranormal investigating. I started out with a local team before I ventured out on my own and founded my own team. We got a lot of clients. We investigated businesses, homes, and lands, including cemeteries. We have come across a lot of evidence. Some of the locations we went to several times. Some places we deemed haunted due to the evidence we captured, and some places we discovered there were actual explanations to why people were experiencing strange phenomena. For instance, did you know that if you have an area of your home with an overload of electromagnetic frequency, it can cause you to feel nauseous, dizzy, and oftentimes have hallucinations? Think about all the electricity running through your kitchen. We always went to a location with an open mind and ready to debunk any paranormal activity, even though we clearly believed in ghosts and we really wanted to see and hear them. 
Once we arrived and interviewed the clients, we had them take us around as we measured the electric currents with a tool called an EMF meter. Of course, once we started our actual investigation, we turned off all the lights and any other noisy electric items. We had all kinds of equipment, cameras, video cameras, audio recorders, laser lights, mini mag lights, and more. A lot of the times we would split up into teams and ask questions and wait for any voice to pick up on the recorders that we would hopefully hear during playback later. We even had a round robin of yes and no questions with a spirit once who would knock once on the wall for yes and twice on the wall for no. We've seen chairs move, bar stools get you pended, and people get scratched. We have gotten a lot of audio evidence, and there was a time where I heard a noise in the corner of the room, so I started snapping pictures. And with each picture I took, I could see a mist growing and growing and getting closer and closer. I haven't actually seen a ghostly figure with my own eyes, but I have seen shadow figures. <clears throat> For the most part, the spirits we encountered were friendly, but there were some malicious ones as well. We've also experienced our mag lights turning on and off, hair getting pulled, doors slamming, and yes, there was even one time a bat flew into my face. Aside from people's homes and businesses, we got a weekend lock-in at an old hospital in Tennessee, as well as the old county jail in South Carolina. We were even on the news for that one. I could go on and on about these different adventures, but that's just about the gist of it, really. I loved paranormal investigating. I always joked that any normal person would scream and run from a scary encounter. Well, I would run towards it to see what it was all about. I guess that makes me para. So let me just add some of the experiences I've had while I was doing paranormal investigating. So one of the most fascinating places that we investigated, we've been to several times, was this bar. And the client, she was the owner of the bar. Um, she, along with other employees and even uh, patrons of the bar, had witnessed and experienced strange things going on. So she called on us to come and investigate and she left us a key and we had the place to ourselves for the night. It was amazing. Anyway, um, one of our investigators actually got scratched and I think whatever was there had evil intent. Um, one of the chairs that we all took turns sitting on were moving while we were in it and the desk that was in her office actually moved and this was a big heavy desk with lots of items on it there's no way that anyone could move that so simply um and we did hear some sounds you know some really strange sounds and we did get a lot of audio evidence and i wish that i had access to some of those files because i would really love to play those for you now but I, unfortunately, I don't have those anymore. Um, those are long gone. This, I mean, we're talking, this was like years ago. So um, probably like over a decade ago, to be honest. But anyway, um, yeah, we visited this bar a few times and we got, like, this was the place that I told you that I was taking the pictures and the mist kept growing and growing. Um, and we could smell sulfur. 
which is usually a sure sign that there's something evil, demonic maybe. And we did get some really weird audio evidence that even called some of our investigators by name. So that was a little creepy. Um, and then the same client moved on to running another bar in a different location. And she called us to go over there. And there were four of us there one night, that night. And two of us were sitting on one corner of the bar and two were sitting on the other corner of the bar on the bar stools. When all of a sudden we're just sitting there asking questions, waiting for answers or waiting for our audios to hopefully pick up something. And all of a sudden the bar stools moved to the point where it, it, it was almost like somebody ran by and pushed all the bar stools as they were going by, including the ones we were sitting in. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that was amazing. A lot of people would be freaked out by that, but we were all like, yeah, do it again, you know, like do something else, you know, whatever. Um, so that was cool. Cemeteries have been really fun to visit at nighttime and, and you know, doing our investigations. Now, I have to say that a lot of the cemeteries were actually locked up at night because there was so much vandalism in the past. So any cemeteries that were locked up at night that didn't allow visitors at night, we did not go in. We might have stayed around the perimeters of the cemeteries on the outside. But other than that, we um, just stayed away unless we got permission. You know, we always had to make sure we had permission. There was a couple of investigations where we actually had to pay to have the place to ourselves for our team. And that was the Old City Jail in downtown Charleston in South Carolina. We actually went there twice. And the first time we went, there was one room in there where I went in and I just felt like this real heaviness and sadness. And I did not feel good being in that room. And come to find out, because again, we split up into group, we split up into teams. So a lot of the times we'd go two here, two there, two there, whatever. Um, and there were like three floors to this place or yeah, three floors in many different rooms. And um, we it just so happened that a couple of other investigators went into the room at another time. And as we came at the end of the night and we talked about our experiences, they said the same thing that they felt that heaviness and they felt like they were going to be sick. Like they really did not want to be in that room. There was this really cool experience that me and this one investigator had. We went down to the basement and um, we had a little mag light flashlight, right? That you turn it, you turn the front part of it to turn it on and off. And from stories that we heard, we knew that there was a little boy that was the son of one of the um, people in jail. I don't know if it was the people that were in prison there or if I think they were in prison there. I don't think they worked there. But anyway, he hung around all the time and he died. And so we were trying to, you know, communicate with him. And guess what? He turned our flashlight on and off. We saw a mist, didn't actually see a full figure come out, but then there was a ball that we had that he started playing with. He started rolling it across the floor and we would roll it back and he would roll it back. And this happened a couple of times actually. And it was so cool. And oh my gosh, 
it was it was kind of like you know I'm here for you you know what I'm saying and you know it was it's kind of sad at the same time because you know you know this boy is dead and you know whatever and he just had probably had a rough life being you know stuck visiting that prison all the time you know and that wasn't a nice place as a matter of fact I don't know how much lore you know but Lavinia Fisher was the first female serial killer um, around that time and she went to that jail and she was hung and we've tried to get her to speak to us and we didn't have any luck there the couple of times that we went which was unfortunate because that would have been really cool the second time we went to this jail we were actually on a 15-minute news segment they did this special on Halloween and we were the story for that and they came and they watched us set up and they took video and you know we talked about what we do and you know certain evidence that we found in the past and all that kind of stuff and that was really cool um you know people's houses that we went to there was this one house that I told you that we had a round robin of um, questions that we were doing because we started off with a couple of investigators in this one bedroom and they were asking questions and they decided to say, you know, knock once for yes and knock twice for no. So once they started getting this result, you know, we all went up to this bedroom and we were all just sitting around going around asking questions and this spirit was actually answering us yes or no questions of course um i don't believe we got any audio like them actually talking to us on the audio yeah so it is it it is an amazing journey it is so cool to go to these places late at night and in the quiet and just talk to spirits I mean it is like I said it can be boring sometimes because you'll be sitting there is there anyone here that wants to talk to us dead air <laughs> no pun intended um and you know really you wouldn't like hear anything and you wouldn't feel anything you wouldn't see anything you know nothing would happen and you're wondering oh my gosh am I wasting my time you know but then we would go back and we would listen to the recordings and we would get this evidence and oh my gosh, some of it was really amazing, like I said. Um, I remember we went to this field pretty much in the middle of nowhere and I guess it used to be on a plantation and come to find out, because we, we always did research on these places, you know, to find out the back history, the backstory of these places. And we discovered that someone had hung themselves from a tree. And anytime I went over near that tree, I felt a really great sadness and uncomfortable, you know. And um, we once gave a class at our local New Age shop, mystical shop. And what a turnout. Oh my gosh, we must have had 50 people squished up in this little room just wanting to hear all about what we have to say and we brought evidence with us like videos pictures 
and audio for people to listen to and look at the pictures and everything. And we actually had people sign up to join our group. So um, that was amazing too. We showed them all our the, the equipment that we use and how we go about doing these investigations. And um, yeah, it was really amazing. And there is so much more that I've experienced through these investigations that I just can't remember everything right at the moment. Like I said, this was a long time ago. One of my favorite things though, is that we went to our our group went to Tennessee. This was another place we had to pay for. Our group went to Tennessee. And by the way, I just want to say, speaking of paying and whatever, we never asked clients for money. We always did this for free. Always. And if they wanted us to come back, we came back. Whether or not we felt there was something there because they felt they needed us. Um, but yeah, we never charged anything for it. But anyway, this place in Tennessee was an old hospital. And many investigating groups have gone there because you go down these hallways and they let you decorate the walls. They give you like markers and stuff and they let you put your logo and everything and the names of your group and stuff like that on the on the walls. So I did. I put our group logo and our names and all that kind of stuff. And there were a few floors to this hospital. We were locked in for the weekend. Um, but they let us out at one point so that we can go around town and take a break and everything like that. So, you know, it's not like... You know, we're going to go crazy because we're stuck in this place. But anyway, um, we, um, there was me and this other girl that was on one floor. And we were sitting on the floor in the hallway. And we were asking questions. And this one door slammed shut, like really hard and loud. It made us jump. And we opened the door again. And we looked around the room. We were doing a search throughout the room that it came from. And um, we asked it to do it again. And the door slowly started closing but not to the slam and then that was it that was all the interaction we got from that one um we sensed that there were many spirits in that hospital and i believe it was an old mental hospital and they had they even had like an an, an apothecary and everything there it was so cool and um ooh, there was one time where this old wheelchair was sitting in the middle of the room and one of our investigators sat in it and it actually wheeled them a little ways across the room. So that was cool too. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much all I could think of at the moment. Like I said, we, we came across so much evidence that I wish I could share it with you. I just don't have access to any of that anymore, um, which is very unfortunate because I would, I would like to go back and listen to it myself. But um, yeah, so if you ever get a chance to join a team just as a guest or anything like that, I suggest you do it because it is amazing. If you ever watch like Ghost Hunters on TV, uh, Ghost Adventures, you know, that kind of thing, that's pretty much the same things as what we do, the same type of equipment. We go in and we try to debunk anything, but also hoping to catch something. Um, but yeah, it is amazing. So there you go. Now, Let's talk about the different types of hauntings. There are three main types of hauntings. Residual, intelligent, poltergeist. Residual hauntings are where a psychic imprint has been left in certain locations. The spirits there are replaying their life before death over and over again, like a movie on repeat or a broken record. 
These spirits don't even realize they're dead. During my investigations, we have come across audio that clearly were conversations from the past. It's kind of sad when you think about it, because it's like those people are stuck, and they don't even know where they are. They are living in that same moment with the same scenery as if nothing's changed. Intelligent hauntings are fun because you can actually interact with the ghost. So sometimes we would hear the spirits talk at that moment, but mostly we wouldn't know they were talking to us until we went back to listen to our recordings through headphones. Usually we would wait a day or two to do this because, number one, we were already tired from being up all night from investigating, right? Sometimes we would go on until five in the morning. Number two, we want our minds to be fresh. And number three, it is a long, tedious task, but well worth it if you hear some evidence. Anyway, with intelligent hauntings, the ghosts know they're dead, and a lot of the time they want to communicate with us. It can get kind of boring when you're sitting in a dark room, asking questions to the air and not getting any response at the time. But once you hear it back on the recording, it is amazing. And like I said, they have interacted with us in other ways, such as messing with our meters, turning flashlights on and off, making noises, and all that. Poltergeist. Now, we've all seen the movie. (laughs) Seriously, though. Poltergeist means noisy ghost. These guys will move things, throw things. They will certainly haunt you. They are angry, maybe even demonic. They will mess with your mentality. On that note, there are ways that you can rid ghosts of your home or business. With that said, I recommend leaving the good spirits alone. If it freaks you out having them there, simply ask them nicely to leave. But they are not there to harm you. Just remember that. The negative spirits, on the other hand, need to be removed for your sanity and safety. There are many protection spells as well as banishing ones that you can use. You could do a house cleansing using sage, sea salt water, and a white candle. Go to every room along the perimeters, letting the smoke from the sage fill in, and sprinkle the sea salt water while saying an incantation. Do this in every room. This cleansing is great to do before moving into your new place, and every year in Imbolc. If you already have a strong negative entity that you were trying to get rid of, This might have to be done several times. In rare cases, more extreme measures may need to be taken. In any event, always be safe and use caution. And don't hesitate to call the experts if need be. And I don't mean Ghostbusters. (laughs) But as I said, most hauntings aren't much of a bother. You might not even know they're there. Okay, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I had fun talking about this. If you have any questions on ghost on my investigating days, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a very beautiful and magical week. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.